Today, Christians around the world begin the holiest days in the entire year for believers in Jesus, known for centuries in Latin as the Tritium Sacrum, or in English, the Three Sacred Days. Beginning with Monday, Thursday, continuing with the Passion of Our Lord on Good Friday, and culminating in the celebration and the joy of Easter. Monday, Thursday commemorates the night in which Jesus, eating Passover meal with his friends, institutes a new Passover meal known as Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper. But because we're not at the table this Monday, Thursday, we also remember this year that that was also the night when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples as a sign of humble service and love for them and also gave them a new commandment to love one another. In fact, the word mandi comes from the word mandatum in Latin, which means mandate or command. And what a better time to remember the command of our Lord to love one another than in the midst of a time when we need that love in our communities, in our nation, and around the world. God bless you in your worship throughout the three sacred days as we journey forward with the Lamb of God to the glory and the joy of Easter. Friends in Christ, as we gather on this Thursday of Holy Week, let us humbly draw near to the Lord and remember what he has done so that we might receive what he gives to us by his word. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. With humble hearts, let us pray. We confess that we have sinned against you, O God, some of our sins we know, the thoughts and words and deeds of which we are ashamed, but some of our transgressions are known only to you. In the name of Jesus, the Lamb who was slain, we ask forgiveness, deliver us and restore us, that we may rest securely in you, through Christ our Lord, amen. By the mercy of God, we are redeemed by Jesus Christ and in him we are forgiven. He is the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Receive this forgiveness, which I declare to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is here to bless us with his word. As we remember him, let us receive what is his to give.
Let us pray. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you stoop down to serve and to save your people through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Rejoicing in his presence among us, we give thanks for the one who serves us and washes us clean, as he did the 12 on the night when he was betrayed. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit in this time of great adversity. 
Gather us together in Christ from wherever we worship you on this holy night. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver us, and preserve us. For to you alone all glory, honor, and worship belong. With your Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel for Monday, Thursday, according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean, and you are clean, though not all of you, for he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Five hundred twenty-seven thousand forty minutes. Five hundred twenty-seven thousand forty minutes. That, in fact, is how many minutes are in a leap year. Now, you may recall that that song comes from the musical Rent, and they sing about how many minutes measure a year. Now, they weren't using a leap year, so of course it's a lot easier and it sounds a lot better than I just did, but nonetheless, uh, they offer many suggestions in that song about how to measure a year, and ultimately the focus is measuring a year in the length of love. And as I was reading through our text for Maundy Thursday, I was struck by this thought of 
what would it actually look like to measure things in love? Uh, what would it look like to measure the things that we do or the things that we have in love? Uh, and for many of us, this pandemic has really brought out the things that we value, the things that we care about, uh, the things that we love. For example, one of the things I've seen that people clearly love is toilet paper. Although I'm not entirely sure I understand that one, uh, it's become pretty evident for all of us. Uh, I've also seen how much parents love teachers who deal with, uh, I, I mean, parents love teachers who teach their children during the day. Uh, and perhaps uh, the coolest thing that I've seen is how much people love one another. Uh, at a time when being physically apart is at an all-time high, people have found ways of expressing their love and care for all of their loved ones, and even beyond that, into the other people that they interact with their life. Of course, love is one of those complex words. It has different meanings for different people. Uh, not to mention, we often use it based upon the values that we assign to certain things. Uh, for example, Many of you, if not all of you, know that I love chocolate chip cookies. Uh, but the reality is that my love of chocolate chip cookies pales in comparison to, of course, the love of my family. Uh, and so we do this in our lives where we assign love and value to certain things, and the way that we assign them just depends on what's going on in our life. Uh, we all have things that we assign different values and different amounts of love towards, and we love them in different ways. And sometimes, we even completely stop loving something or someone altogether. And I think that is, in fact, what makes the love of Jesus so special. See, throughout his life, Jesus illustrated for us what it means to have a father who loves us and how that father loves us. It wasn't just a word of love. It wasn't just a feeling or a value. No, the way that Jesus loves is a way of life. He lived out his love. He lived out the love that he had for his people. That love was shown in everything that he did. And in fact, our text points this out for us. Beginning at verse 1, John 13, it says, Now before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So in our story for tonight, Jesus is gathered with his disciples and he already knows what's going to happen. He knows who is going to betray him. He knows what's going to happen later on that night. He knows what awaits him in the coming hours and days. But rather than dwell on those moments, Jesus chooses to live and to love in the moment right here and right now. As the story continues, we're told about how Jesus gets down on the floor and he takes the extra cloth in his robe and a bowl of water and he begins to wash the feet of his disciples. And, of course, one of the disciples, none other than Peter himself, says, Jesus, you can't do this. You can't wash our feet. We should be washing your feet, if anything. See, uh, back in ancient Israel, the washing of feet was seen as a symbolic sign of respect. And so only someone of a lower status 
would normally wash someone else of a higher status's feet. But of course, Jesus is here washing his disciples' feet. Jesus does not abide to the typical practices of the day. Jesus does not follow the rules or care about the status that the world had set out. Instead, the same king who had rode on a donkey into the city just days ago is now on the floor at the feet of his disciples caring for them, washing their feet, just illustrating how much he loves them. And if that perhaps weren't enough of an illustration, we have to keep in mind that one of those men was going to betray him. And as he's washing their feet, he knows this. He knows which one is going to betray him, and yet he continues to wash all of their feet, one by one, showing them, showing us just how much love he has for them. Jesus does this act knowing what is to come. He knows what lies ahead of him. He knows who is going to walk out of the room a couple of hours later. He shows this love for his disciples on that night in the same way that he shows his love for us. The reality is that Jesus' love is different and there is simply no other love like it. Jesus loves you enough not only to say, I love you, but to then do something about it. Jesus' love is active. It's always happening. He does not just say, I love you, and walk away. No, Jesus says, I love you, and then he does something about it. On this night, he said, I love you to his disciples, and then he began to wash their feet. An act of love that they had never perhaps experienced before from someone like Jesus. And this, of course, is because there is no one else like Jesus. And yet here he shows this great love for his disciples. And this is a love that is shown over and over again throughout Scripture, throughout the life of Jesus. This love that he shows, it doesn't even require anything. Because in fact, every time we try our hardest, even if we try our best, we are still not worthy of receiving this love. And yet it is given to us, it is shown to us by Jesus over and over again. And Jesus doesn't require anything for us, but instead, he gives us a new commandment. See, after he washes the feet of the disciples and he teaches them a little bit more, he says this in John 13, beginning at verse 34. I give you a new commandment, that you should love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Love one another, just as I have loved you. If there was ever a time for us to remember the love that Jesus has for us, now is the greatest time. Today, my dear brothers and sisters, we remember the love that Jesus has for us. We remember this new commandment that he has given to us, to love one another, just as he loves us. 
And right now, loving one another looks very unique. Uh, of course, one of the things we do to love one another is to stay home, to keep socially distant from one another. We can also love one another by doing things like calling our loved ones, calling our friends, reaching out to people. We can also serve them in ways that allow us to stay socially distant, even doing things like creating masks, simple little things, using our gifts and talents to demonstrate and illustrate the love that we have for one another because that is the love that Jesus has for us. And along with those things, we must remember this new commandment that Jesus has given to us. Because this commandment matters not only during this time, but at all times in our lives. Because that's how much Jesus loves us. He loves us into eternity. Today, on this Maundy Thursday, we are reminded of the great love that Jesus has for us. Tomorrow, on Good Friday, we will witness the greatest act of love the world has ever seen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.
Friends in Christ, I invite you all to lift up your hearts to God and pray with me as Christ our Lord has promised to hear us. God our Father in heaven, look with mercy upon us, your needy children on earth, in a time of worldwide pandemic, and grant us grace that your holy name be hallowed by us in all this world through the fervent love and cleansing forgiveness shown forth in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May your kingdom come to us and to all people. Use these anxious days to bring all who yearn for deliverance and hope to know Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Strengthen us by your spirit according to your will, both in life and in death, in the midst of both good and evil things, that our own wills may be crucified with the one who was betrayed and handed over to death for us. In your saving hands, we commend those with special concerns, especially the sick and those who mourn, first responders and healthcare providers, leaders of government and all public servants, those out of work and out of school, teachers and parents, all whose plans have been canceled or postponed, and all those who we name in our hearts and minds, that your grace will rest upon us and your will may be done among us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant us your grace this night so that our hearts may be at peace and may rejoice that nothing may sever our hearts from your presence and your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And lastly, O Father in heaven, deliver us from all evil through this Savior who brings deliverance to us all. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory belong to you now and forever and ever. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with us all, now and forevermore. Amen.
to know you and to care.